Disney to close 20% of retail stores. Stimulus negotiations continue. It is Micron Ebay. This is the Running With The Money podcast. Let's get into it. And welcome to another trading day. Now, this episode is a little later. It's after the close, but we're going to get through all the news today per usual. Now, we have to check out what were the closing numbers today. Well, the Dow Jones actually closed down 121 points. S&P 500 closed down 50 points, and the NASDAQ closed down 361 points. So it was definitely a sell-side day, especially in the NASDAQ. If we take a look at the overall markets, we saw a lot of selling out of the tech names, which is not a big surprise. The fact that the S&P 500 is down, um, not the S&P, but you know, the NASDAQ is down so much is not a big surprise here. If we take a look, we see Fang sold off, was one of the leaders in the selling today. We actually see that you know Apple, Amazon, both down nearly 3%. Google also nearly down 3%. We see Netflix down just about 5%. Um, so a lot of selling in Fang today. Facebook also seeing a little selling, Um, but Facebook is one of the ones I think is a bit undervalued here um, compared to its peers. But taking a look at the overall market, it was definitely a sell side day. Now getting in to the headlines before we get to the big breakdown, I'm taking a look. Disney closed roughly 20% of stores, uh, retail, physical retail locations. Um, You know, I guess shifting in the e-commerce. This is a big headline. I like it. I don't see it as a negative. Taking a look at Disney's reaction, not much. Pretty much no reaction in the after hours. It did finish down, um, down 1.68 points today. Not bad though, considering how you know how much the market sold off. Um, really not bad. Uh, if you take a look, you can see you know it's flat in after hours. No reaction out of Disney on the news um, that it's going to close roughly 20% of the retail stores. Now, Disney did note that they are shifting more into e-commerce, which I love to see. Um, companies need to adapt with the times, and well, everything is shifting to e-commerce. Everything is making its major shift to digital, um, and I like the fact that Disney is going with the flow here and taking a lot of the retail online only. Um, I think it's definitely going to help not only from a capital perspective um, in their retail segment, but I think it's also going to give them a lot more options when it comes to selling um, in the digital space. And I really like to see it. Now, this is a positive, in my opinion, I've noted it um, and you, you just got my take on it. Now, Disney will close for exact numbers, roughly 60 North American locations. Um, and then Disney has currently 300 stores worldwide. Um, so really not a huge amount of stores at all, but 60 is significant, 20% significant, and it's definitely something to note. A quick note on Disney. Now, stimulus negotiations are continuing. Um, and, you know, whether you want the stimulus to pass or not, uh who, that's your opinion. Um, in my opinion, I think it's filled with a lot of things that simply do not need to be passed. It's not really being targeted directly towards coronavirus stimulus. It's more of just a huge spending bill, in my opinion. Now, when it comes to what is going to Americans, we can uh, today we got a headline that Biden has now backed the plan to lower the income threshold for stimulus checks. The plan would drop the threshold to $75,000 income for individuals. Um, anyone under that $75,000 for individuals would get the check. Anyone over would not. Um, and that is individuals, not families. That's a completely different um, standard when it comes to income. Uh, so, you know, 
whether that was a negative impact on the market today, I really don't know. A lot of um, traders I know, there's one side of the trade that says, no, uh, this stimulus is excellent. If people get those $1,400 checks, a lot of that money is going to go into the market. It's going to be good. It's going to go into the economy and therefore boost the stock market. I tend to have a different opinion. I don't think we will. You know, we got that last stimulus check and really nothing happened. Now, it was much smaller than $1,400, but I really don't think we would see a huge bump. Um, investors keep noting there's this huge amount of money sitting on the side sidelines. And then that money is not coming into the market yet, even though uh, COVID-19 numbers are dropping very quickly. Um, and you know who knows, maybe that money won't come in. Maybe it's going to continue to sit on the sidelines for much longer than what investors think. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But stimulus uh, negotiations, nice and slow per usual. Our government's always slow. I mean, always. It's craziness. But um, whether we get a headline on that within the near future, I kind of doubt it, probably within the next few weeks. Um, and I really don't think it'll be a net positive for the markets, in my opinion. Could be the sell the news type of thing. Who really knows? Now, taking a look about at the sell-off today, um, before we get to the individual name, I did note that Fang was down quite big. Uh, Fang sold off hard today. Also, what sold off a lot was software applications. Um, so if you take a look, Salesforce down 3 uh, 3.5% today. It's at 206 bucks a share. I really like Salesforce here. I think a lot of people are underestimating it. Um, and I think you just have to give the company time to work out that acquisition. They delivered solid earnings numbers. Um, and I definitely do believe in Salesforce. I also believe in Shopify. Now, yeah, the valuation is lofty, but try to find another company that does exactly what Shopify does and has as much of a share of the industry as Shopify does. Um, Shopify is one of my top uh, e-commerce picks. And I think that's why the stock trades at such a premium is because people absolutely love Shopify. Um, anyone can go on Shopify for a small amount of money, start a business and be successful um, if you do it right. And that's what I love about it. And it's opening up more doors for entrepreneurs. And that that's one of the main reasons I really do like Shopify here, especially at 2, 1220. Um, and I believe that is way off the previous highs here for Shopify. I believe they're trading up over $1,400 per share. So yeah, they were trading at 1474 just a few weeks ago, way off the highs. Um, the market has corrected, continues to correct, and I definitely do like to see what's happening here. Now, taking a look at ServiceNow, that's another software application's name. That's at 516, far off its highs um, just from a few weeks ago. If we take a look at the highs here, it was trading at nearly 600. 594, currently trading at 516. If that goes under 500, it's a buy. I really do like ServiceNow. Excellent, excellent company. Um, and I think you can pick it up. Now, taking a look at the semiconductor space, um, and I'm not going to go through all the watch list. I'm just giving you a general idea of what the sell-off did today and why. And I do think that the sell-off, this is just a continuation of the correction. I mean, if we take a look at the sell-off today, if we take a look at the NASDAQ returns in the last five days, the NASDAQ is only down in the last five days, 4.41%. In the last month, it's only down 4.5%. We barely taken anything off the top of the market. I would say this is just the fluff being taken off. Um, you could have you know another 5% of correction from here. So definitely brace yourself. Don't be freaking out if the market continues to sell off, especially the NASDAQ. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. But taking a look at the solid sectors today, we saw you know the financial sector do awesome. Um, the banks specifically, awesome job today, all outperforming. Um, we saw actually you know the aerospace industry do excellent. We we're talking the aerospace industry up. 
on Wednesday, doing excellent today. Um, Industrials doing excellent today. And what that tells me is I'm seeing, you know, the banks go up. I'm seeing real estate was actually had some green in it. And things that tend to do good, this might be some hints of an inflation trade. Um, Typically, when there are some fears of inflation, your, you know, your big banks will do well. That's a tendency. Um, not only that, but your industrials will tend to do well. Industrials and aerospace did excellent today. And not only that, your commodities will do well. And on top of that, your real estate will do well. Um, and all of those doing much better today than the overall market. Um, now, that is a surprise. Now, gold is down was down big today as well. So maybe not as much inflation trade. But overall, maybe there is a few hints of inflation fear um, mixed in to the market. I definitely see it as a risk. Now, shifting in to Micron, we have to shift into the individual name per usual. And today's name is Micron. Now, Micron is a semiconductor name. There are so many semiconductors in the market. It's insane. In fact, there's way more than you would think. Um, And taking a look, there's a lot of solid names. Micron's gone on a crazy run in the past few months here. I mean, just you know, if you go back on a six-month chart, this thing just a few months ago, just, you know, just I would say four months ago here, um, it was trading much lower than where it's at. It was trading nearly more than 20 20 points lower um, than where it's currently at. So solid stuff here. So we're going to take a look at Micron. Now, Micron... this was all information based on yesterday. So it's on a $94 current price. It's tr- currently at 89. So if some of the numbers aren't exact, that is why. Um, but the market cap, $100 billion, $106 billion as of yesterday. So probably like $101 billion. Um, but solid stuff there on the market cap. You know, So it's definitely a serious company. Um, but don't base anything off market cap, please. Uh, I'm just noting it for common information. Yeah, taking a look, $102.2 billion um, is the market cap based on its current price at 89 bucks a share. Now, Micron Technologies, dollar cent MU, is a major semiconductor company whose core focus is memory solutions. While Micron has had its ups and downs, the company continues to be a leader um, in memory solutions across the world for over 40 years they've been in the game. Now, breaking down Micron stock, 66.4% of the stock price itself, according to Trefis data, is based on the core DRAM segment. Furthermore, the NAND flash segment represents 32% of the stock price, and then 1.6% is based on cash and or net of debt. So it's definitely not a badly diversified stock price. You know, if one segment tumbles, the stock price isn't going to get absolutely killed due to that. Um, But, you know, it definitely could be more diversified. So I'll look to forward to Micron opening up uh, more segments, possibly introducing some new products, which I think they'll eventually need to do. Now, given the massive rally in the semiconductor segment, um, Micron has been led higher in the group as well, even though they've had their troubles. In just the past year, it's up 72.03%, insane moves to the upside. In the past six months, um, well, in the past three months, it's up 28%. On a year-to-date, up 18%. So solid gains there in just the past few months. Now, digging into the most recent earnings numbers. Um, Micron beat Q1 2021 expectations with an EPS of 78 cents, but better than the EPS consensus estimate of 71 cents. Now on a year over year basis, uh, EPS improved 62.50%. 
Solid numbers there. I'd like to see it. Now, as for revenues, Micron reported Q1 revenues of $5.77 billion, much better than the previous Q1 2020 revenues level of $5.14 billion. Now, on the downside, on a quarter-over-quarter basis, so in the previous quarter, there was $6.1 billion in revenue. This quarter, $5.77 billion in revenue. So on a quarter-over-quarter basis, yes, uh, revenue did decline on a year-over-year basis. Revenue increased. Now, management will on to report net income on a GAAP basis of $803 million and a non-GAAP net income of $897 million, and both of which significantly increased on a year-over-year basis quite a bit. Now, taking a look at gross margins, Micron reported a solid gross margin of $1.736 billion, and that represents a strong increase over the 2020 gross margin level of $1.366 billion. Now, on the downside, operating cash flow declined minimally to $1.97 billion from the same time 2020 operating cash flows of $2.01 billion. So a little decrease in cash flows. But shifting back to the positives, Mike Brown reported a solid operating income of $866 million, much better than the same time 2020 operating income of $518 million. Now, management was upbeat about the quarter. Micron delivered outstanding fiscal, this is quoted, um, quote, Micron delivered outstanding fiscal first year, first quarter results driven by focused execution and strong end market demand, CEO Sanjay Mayorta said. Now, leadership also delivered bullish guidance, expecting Q2 2020 revenues to land within a range of $5.8 billion and for gross margins to be roughly right around 25%. Now, Solid earnings numbers there. I loved it. I'm shifting into the balance sheet. Numbers are also solid. Um, They have a total debt of $6.629 billion. Total liabilities of $13.784 billion. But total assets of $53.691 billion. Cash and short-term investments level of $7.032 billion. So it's definitely not a badly balanced balance sheet. Now, as for valuation, Micron trades at a lower premium compared to their competitors, definitely. Um, If you take a look currently at the stock here, let's get live numbers here. If we take a look at the numbers, it is much less than competitors. A price to earnings of 34 times, a price to forward price to earnings of 11.52 times, a you know, a price to sales of 4.45 times, a price to book at 2.55 times, and a price to cash flow right around 11 times. That is much cheaper than, say, an AMD, which if you take a look at that price to earnings level right now, is currently trading at a 41.22 times uh, multiple on price to earnings and a forward PE ratio of 33.29 times. So, you know, you compare it to AMD, AMD is trading at a much higher multiple. You compare it to NVIDIA, another major semiconductor company, uh, you know, NVIDIA's price to earnings ratio is 77.74 times and their forward price to earnings is 35.96 times. So, you know, you compare Micron to the overall semiconductor space when it comes to valuation and Micron is definitely trading at a much more attractive valuation compared to competitors. Now, if we shift in to leadership, they've been quite effective with a return on equity of 7.85%, a return on assets of 5.78%, and a return on invested capital of 6.55%. Now, given the numbers, the analysts are bullish with a mean price target of $102.63 per share, and that represents roughly an 8% gain. Now, it is also important to note that the high price target is 140 bucks a share and the low is $80 per share. So definitely a high upside still based on the high price target. Based on the low, there could be a lot more downside, um, but not in an 
entirely huge amount. Now, the big money is quite involved as well, with 83.45% of Micron being owned by institutions. Top holders include the Vanguard Group, BlackRock Institutional Trust, and Prime Cap Management Company. Now, uh, overall, you know, Micron has held a steady uptrend on a technical basis. If you take a look at the charts, they continue the trend to the upside. Now, they have pulled back to the base of a tr upward trend line, um, given this big correction in the NASDAQ. So it's following the market pretty much when it comes to pullbacks. Um, but it's still in a long-term strong uptrend. And right now, to me, this is probably a good time to buy if you're wanting to get in on Micron, given how far it's pulled back off the highs, which I like. Now, in short, Micron Technologies is a solid company within a growing industry. While the company has faced headwinds in recent years, management continues to succeed and move forward, um, move the company forward, which I very much like to see. So overall, I'm bullish on Mike Grant. I think the semiconductor space is one going to be one of the biggest future industries um, on a growth basis. I think they're going to see a lot more growth in the future, and I'm excited to see where Mike Grant goes. Now, shifting into the watch list to round out the show, as I noted, we have a ton of names that we can talk about that are currently trading at, I would say, deal levels. Um, but if we take a look at the overall tr you know, map of the market, what's what's really um, pointed out to me is that Square and PayPal are down big. Um, if we take a look at Square, it's down 7% today. It's back down to 234. Um, if we take a look at PayPal, 255. I think both are solid buys here. I think you could start to scale in, and I think likely um, those stocks are way off the highs. I think, you know, on a on a multi-month, multi-year um, basis, these stocks are going to continue to move higher. Those companies have plenty of growth left um, to in a plenty of upside, in my opinion. Now, um, if we take a look, I really like to see Microsoft here. Uh, it's now under 230. It's down 2.7% today. I think it could be a buy here, as well as Adobe. Um, I take a look at Adobe. That one's down big as well. In fact, if we take a look at the one-week performance of these names, we see Apple down 2.63%, Microsoft down 2.98%. Google down nearly 4% on the week. Um, but what is really getting hit hard is this software semiconductor um, segment here. Uh, you take a look, Taiwan Semi down nearly 8%, down 7.11%. Um, NVIDIA down 11.69%. Qualcomm down 6.69%. AMD down nearly 7% here. Um, so not bad uh, buying locations here or spots to start possibly buying. Alibaba down 5%. Amazon down 5%. I mean, a lot of declines here in amazing names. Netflix down nearly 6%. Back down to 520. Boy, that could be a solid buy there. Adobe down nearly 6%. Um, so you definitely have to pay attention to what is going up on the weekly. Um, and, you know, on the monthly, pretty much everything is up. If you took a, take it at a one-month performance, a lot is up. But what is down? Amazon down 10.11% in the past month. Apple down 10% nearly, 9.01% in the past month. Alibaba down negative 10.74% in the past month. Tesla down 22.22% in the past month. Salesforce down nearly 10% in the past month. So not bad. Meanwhile, PayPal and Square are still up. Um, but overall, those are some names to watch. Also, healthcare doing badly in the past month. If you take a look, Merck down 5.23%. What else is down here? Lily flat on the month at 202, down 0.56%. J&J &J down 4% on the month. Uh, Pfizer down 3.49% on the month. Um, meanwhile, Disney up 12.45% on the month. So what is a buy and what is not? Well, personally, I think you can still get into Disney long at one 
in the low 190s, mid 180s. I think that stock is probably going to stay there at this point um, and probably move higher as the country reopens as coronavirus numbers continue to decline um, in a quite quick fashion. Uh, so that's definitely one to pay attention to. Zoom, taking a look at Zoom. That's down 10% on the month. It's back down to 341. Could be a solid pickup here, whether you believe in Zoom or not. But what I see in the past month is a lot of strength out of the financial sector, a lot of strength um, out of the industrials and energy, um, and not much in tech. Tech has just not been paying off, really. Qualcomm, guess what that's at now? 131 bucks a share. It's down 18% in the past month. Maybe check that out. Nearly 20% decline in the past month on a fantastic name like Qualcomm. Doesn't make much sense to me. Go check it out. Um, but overall, those are a lot of great names to take a look at there. Now, taking a look at my personal watch list here, I see also um, a few spots where, you know, you might want to investigate. You might want to look into. Um, one of my holdings that I continue to think is a buy is Boeing. I think you can still buy it at 228, and I think this moves higher. Um, its previous high uh, just in the past six months was 238, but it has much more upside room if you go to, say, a one-year chart. Uh, it was at 283 um, a year ago. I think it can continue continue to move to the upside as the country reopens and as Biden um, improves China relations, the possibility of China picking up more Boeing aircrafts is high because they've tended to buy aircrafts, um, you know, when it from Boeing when it comes to trade deals with the United States. Um, so that could be an interesting positive for Boeing. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly excited to see what happens, but telehealth, taking a look at telehealth names, Teladoc down 200, it's up to, it's at $202 per share. Um, it's way off its highs of 294. I, I mean, darn near down a hundred points, insane numbers there. Um, so definitely one to check out. It's way back into that support right around the 200, 190 range. Definitely check out Teladoc, Allegiant Technologies in my healthcare list here is also not doing bad. This stock pulling up, pulling off highs of 130 was its high in the past year, um, in, in the past six months as well. And it's currently at 119. So it's down 10 points off of ties. Another one to check out. Now, if we take a look at some of the stocks you guys have asked about, um, also ARC funds, you're always asking about ARC funds. I see a lot of deals in ARC. The main ARC Innovation um, ETF, ARKK, um, the ARC Innovation ETF is way off its highs. It was at 156. Now it's all the way down to 125 possibly a solid buy here. You know, in just the past uh, month, it's down 14%. So definitely one to check out here. All the ARK ETFs down huge in the past month or so. Definitely some great ETFs to check out if you're looking to add to your ETFs. Um, but that is the show. Thank you for listening. And we will be back with another episode on Friday, hopefully not as late. Um, definitely, if you want to learn options, click the link below. There's an options course um, by a investor and trader with over 20 years of experience and options. So definitely go check that out. Also check out passive passive.com. It's an awesome, uh, investing platform that makes everything less time consuming, more simplified and easier to learn. Um, and they have an awesome community. So go check out passive as well. Thank you for listening to the running with the money podcast, and I will see you again on Friday.